It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last time we watched our eighth episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. We also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking, does Prince Zuko seem 16 years old? With the options of yes, no, he seems older, or no, he seems younger. 45% of you guys said yes. 45% said that he seems older, and 10% said that he seems younger. So I think people were pretty on board with the idea that he definitely doesn't feel younger than 16, but I was a little surprised how many people think 16 seems about the age they were were anticipating. Me too, and I think someone commented either on YouTube or on Twitter, I think it was Cameron, commented on uh, Twitter about how he, um, his problems are kind of or his, uh, let me just find the tweet, but it was something about how, like, being banished from your family is, you know. AC Wilder. Yeah, it was AC Wilder who said, he seems older because having an abusive father that is a dictator who banishes you to find someone who's been gone for a hundred years would completely get rid of whatever shred of innocence you had left at that age, which is a very good point. Yeah, it really is. I I guess it's more of just I felt like he was older for no specific real reason, but yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm on board with him being around 16 thinking about it. Like that, that is possible. He's just been through a lot. He had to grow up fast. And then, you know, as, as always, we're doing the great transition. I'll never get, never get tired of this one, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I do. I think it's kind of nuts that we had a tie on the Twitter poll though. I just have to say. Oh, that is true. We rarely get those. Yeah, and it was a decent number, too, uh, yeah. of votes we got in there. So, so yeah, I guess people people are pretty torn. But ultimately, the no's have it, because if you combine the older and younger... <laughs> that's true. That's true. People agree that he's not 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, some would agree. Anyways, right, not an right. overwhelming majority or anything. Okay. And how old do you think Zuko is if he's younger? Do you think he's 14? Like... My goodness. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, like, how much younger could he possibly be and go through all that? But Nine-year-old Prince Zuko. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this week we're doing a, hel- a late Halloween celebration. Hope you all had a good holiday. Um, we're a few days behind because of, you know, releasing on Fridays, but we are covering the Rugrats Halloween sort of type episode. Uh, It's a crossover with Ah Real Monsters, which is absolutely delightful. So really excited to talk about this one. Yeah, and it's it's not strictly speaking a Halloween episode, but it has all the makings of one, so it might as well be. And with that, (laughs) be sure to follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast. Also review us on Apple Podcasts so that others can find the show. And be sure to check out that YouTube page, leave comments there, and all that good stuff. And two things in our sort of makeshift news column that we sometimes do here. Number one, the Spongebob movie months ago was named It's a Wonderful Sponge. This is the upcoming third movie in the trilogy. Uh, It's apparently a trilogy too, even though the first two movies have truly nothing to do with each other. Uh, the third one will come out in 2020 in theaters, and it will be called It's a Wonderful Sponge. And Ashley, I can't help but wonder if they'll end the show for good then, or if they're just going to keep going. You know, I wouldn't be too sad if it did see an end. I hope that if it were to be its end, that it ends up being a better movie than what we saw at Sponge Out of Water. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
which won I, the Twitter I, poll. Didn't people like Spongebob Water more? That might have been true, but if it is true... No. It was close. No, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't want to dig back that far. Yeah. But if somebody else does, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to end on a high note. That's all. Yeah, as do I. So that'll be interesting. Also, not really news, but Ashley and I just killed a solid like 30 minutes on the Klasky Chupa website. And I just had to put it out there for fellow old media lovers like I am of just finding old untouched stuff is so interesting to me. And this Klasky Chupa website is very untouched. It just has, it looks straight out of the 90s. All of the like web design is exactly how everything was done then and just very basic sick web pages and it's so entertaining and there's good information on it too but the way it's laid out you know make sure your flash player is installed and go check that out yeah it's it's wild it is absolutely well worth your time uh honestly if we didn't have a podcast to make we probably could have been on there for the next three or four hours but (laughs) these are the things we sacrifice for you guys Yeah, you guys pulled us away from what are essentially our Twitter polls, but like 20 years ago, they would put out (laughs) questions like, would you rather do this or live in the V from Wild Thornberries or live in Courtney's mansion? And then you see all the comments and internet comments were just so much more genuine then, or maybe just on this website they were. Yeah, and maybe they had some sort of moderation too, right? Yeah. That we can't see where they they chose who would be, uh, who would be whose comments could actually stay up there but honestly it didn't seem like it they, they were all pretty just random harmless but random but yeah it is it is a relic of our past which you know if you listen to our show there's a fairly decent chance that that's something that you'd be into absolutely so there is one thing i want to check really quick if all grown up was a classy chupo show i think it's gotta be it must have been yeah right um yeah, it was. So that means they stopped using the website entirely because All Grown Up was not on it. Yeah, you know, but they still it still exists. Right. Uh, so you they know just what? left it up. I won't. I won't uh, go down that that path of of wondering, but it is fascinating. <laughs> All that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. All right, as we said, we are covering the Rugrats episode entitled Ghost Story. This one's from Season 6, Episode 12A. And originally aired March 27th, 1999. Gotta say it, that's one day before my fifth birthday. (laughs) What a thrilling time to be alive. (laughs) On a dark and stormy night, the Rugrats gather in Angelica's room around a battery-powered campfire and begin making up a scary story that they all take turns telling. Fed up with the babies not making her ghost story scary enough, Angelica tries to take control of the tale, leading them to an attic in a haunted house. There, the Rugrats meet up with the cast of All Real Monsters, who end up scaring Angelica more than anyone else. A delightful twist on a delightful episode. Yeah, this is truthfully everything you want from a Rugrats episode. Um, 
And again, even though it's not strictly a Halloween episode, it's it's everything you'd want from a Halloween-esque episode. And we've got uh, real monsters in here, which is just amazing. Um, and, it, and it starts out pretty great from the start, right? They're, they're just sitting around this plastic campfire. I guess it's raining outside. They were supposed to be camping outside, but they're just sitting around this quote-unquote roasting marshmallows together, and it's so cute. They're just, because, I mean, it's just a, it's a flashlight, right? So it's pretty much just <laughs> holding up marshmallows for a bit and then eating them, and it's so cute. <laughs> they are so adorable. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, and just immediately I was like, this is, this is the, just, it's going to be good stuff. We get Angelica talking about how, you know, adults... The adult thing to do is to tell scary stories, <laughs> and I love any time <laughs> she gets to go on about how how adult she is when she's really not that much older. And from our perspective now, she's like so naive, right? Yep. And what I think is some of the best writing of the show that you know I've seen so many episodes of this show, and I only now realized Angelica's grammar is bad, but not as bad as the babies. I think that's really great writing that like to differentiate her as like, sure, she's older to them, but she's still like three years old, you know? <laughs> yeah. But she's she's way smarter than those dumb babies. Uh <laughs> about her grown-up stuff of telling scary stories around campfires which you know but yeah and chucky freaking out he's like what if we get hit by frightening yes <laughs> oh and they do don't they he yeah, gets hit by all sure sorts do. of frightening well, i also then... love go ahead I do a lot of work in educational theater, and this is such a real phenomenon, kids struggling to differentiate between story and real life, and that's exactly what happens in this episode. <laughs> like, the babies think whatever is happening them into the story is somehow, like, really happening to them. Yes. Um, and, and I, you know, I... I like that they kind of play into that too, right? Because we are we're kind of going back and forth between them telling the story, and then him actually being in the story, right? Like, we we just see it from their perspective, and it's it kind of reminded me of that um, Angry Beavers episode where they're all telling the story and things kind of, you know, happen as they start saying them. So like, little bits of pieces of real life things or little bits of pieces of what one character says are controlling the quote-unquote real world within the story that we're seeing. Right, yeah, it's just, just like the Angry Beavers episode that we've seen, and uh, um, it's, I love this style of storytelling, that everyone getting to put their own spin on it and contribute, and then, no, I don't like the way you're telling this, so I'm gonna make this twist happen. I think it's great. Yeah, and, and at first, too, Chucky is, like, because Angelica's, like, you go into the super spooky, scary house, and then he's, like, and then it turns out there's just candy, and there's a big comfy couch with cushions, <laughs> yeah. and everything's fine, and I didn't have to be scared, and it's just such a cute idea of him trying to be, like, getting out of this by making it just, you know. <laughs> a normal, delightful story, yeah. <laughs> Well, it reminds me of the Billy and Mandy episode where Billy and Mandy are in court over Grimm. Do you remember this one? No, I don't think so. It's the one with Fred Fredberger, like the original Fred Fredberger yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I don't remember it clearly enough, I guess. I think I've seen it, but... 
Well, there's a moment where they're they're sort of flashing back, and Billy's telling the story in court, and he's like, "So there, there we were, blah blah blah," and uh, and then my mom, and in the flashback, you see Billy's mom, and we hear Fred Fredberger going, uh, "He's like, wait, 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 is uh, is that your mom?" And she turns, looks directly into the camera, and goes, "Yeah." <laughs> he's like, "Does she make you cookies?" And she goes. Sometimes, <laughs> that's kind of what's happening here. I just i I love that episode so much. <laughs> if we ever do a Cartoon Network crossover, we've got to do Billy and Mandy. Um, but it is that kind of storytelling of talking, like Charlie is, or I mean Charlie. Wow, Chucky is literally just speaking in the story. That's how we're seeing him. Yeah, and it's 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 a fun way of doing it, and we we also get little things like. They're suddenly drool all over the railings, and they're like, what's this? And it's Dill <laughs> is just drooling, and it shows yeah. up, you know, fun stuff yeah. like that. Or when uh, when Chucky does go inside of the mansion, and uh, Tommy is being classic supportive friend, and he goes, that's so brave. And Phil goes, especially for the scariest boy in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he meant it genuinely, but it's such a dig <laughs> it really is he, and i think chucky says something about like there's no way i'm the scariest boy in the whole world and it's like i don't know He's gotta <laughs> he be just up there. might be <laughs> um but honestly everything that comes up with each additional character is just gold right so we start with phil and lola the first ones and they're kind of I don't know, they're just kind of dressed all spookily, right? Kind of Adam's family-esque, maybe. Yeah, uh, and Lil has, like, a spider instead of a bow in her hair. <laughs> yes. Um, we get Ghost Tommy, which is one of the cutest, most amazing oh. things. Basically, just, like, a, a Casper look-alike. Yeah, but he's just Casper, yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, we get Angelica as a witch. Am I missing anyone? I feel like that's the, uh, the, the majority. Worm. <laughs> uh, the, the worm just there's just a giant worm which is phil and lil's contribution and yeah. it was kind of funny i was thinking i was like what in the world that's so random like that's so them and then angelica's like that's not scary and i was like well <laughs> fair enough yeah. but and they ride it up the stairs they're like i'm getting tired walking up all these stairs and phil and lil kind of creepily at the same time they're like we can hitch a ride <laughs> <laughs> this green like glow worm crawls yeah, just like up a very a very not frightening worm right as far <laughs> as giant worms go he's just kind of a smiley little character just carrying him up the stairs and it's... i thought it was a caterpillar at first yeah i mean other than the slime it's a little right. hard to differentiate but yeah. just like for for no good reason but i love and it then there's a hallway of all these doors, right? And uh, what's the impetus for them to start opening the doors? Angelica's going to get them because she's the witch. Yeah, I think it's something to do with that and something to do with they're just trying to find a way out or way up or I don't remember. But they're, they're opening all the doors. Yeah, they start opening the doors in this long, scary hallway. They're freaking out. And then behind each door is a group of monsters or a single monster from the other Klasky Chupo show, All Real Monsters, and it's awesome. I thought that's all we would see was like a brief Scooby-Doo type opening the doors, running through the hallways kind of thing, but no, they're in like the whole second half of this episode. 
yeah and they they speak and yeah you know they're they're a part of things it's great so, so there's all these other monsters too and then and then um i forget who says i want to say it's tommy that's like well do you want to eat us or i heard there's chocolate pudding in the kitchen and they, they all kind of yeah. like seriously are considering they're like ooh chocolate pudding or babies yeah. like <laughs> and it's i think it's ickis too in his like deep manly voice or or crumb i mean yes and it's it's <laughs> uh, and then uh, oblina and chucky are the same voice too that was kind of a nice moment to have them in the same episode yeah and it's it's just a fun little a fun little crossover right definitely more of a rugrats episode than a uh, real monsters episode but i just love that they threw them in there and i love that they put them in kind of it's within the story right like so it's it's not really breaking things into not quite a rugrats go wild experience where they're really up in each other's lives but in this fictional world how uh, real monsters can be there with no harm exactly it's a really clever way to work them in that they're just scary monsters that the kids made up and What's also great here is that we do this in Story Pirates, one of the organizations I work for, where we help kids build their own stories. And the chocolate pudding thing is totally a thing an actual kid would put in the story. It's like, okay, the monsters are going to get them. We need to bribe them with something to get them to stop. A chocolate pudding. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> so that's great. It really does feel like the babies made up this story. And that's... I mean, that's what we always say, but that's what Rugrats does so well, is it takes the the great, innocent things um, of being a, um, of being a child, of being a baby, and kind of, you know, just makes it into a fun, light story. Unlike what we see in preschool days, where it takes all of the terrible things of preschoolers and makes you wash them. It takes, like, those key, lovable, just really, really great moments, right? Like, the things, like, Oh man, it is so sweet that they they sit together making the story. This is amazing. I love this, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And nice way to throw in the preschool days, Jake. I'm always here for it. Always gotta happen. Just, you know, just to make sure we all remember. <laughs> oh, and the ending melted my heart. So they get to the top of this attic that they've been climbing up to and there's a just a nice big bed for them all to sleep in and they climb in they go to bed and angelica comes in and she is kind of annoyed with them she's like come on babies we got to finish the story blah blah this is all within the world of the story that we're seeing and then the monster she's like come on it's gonna be it's gotta be scary it's gotta be and then all the monsters start kind of coming up around her and then she screams of course and we go back to real life and it turns out she has scared herself with her own storytelling and all the babies are actually asleep like they were in the story and they're they were kind of muttering about how comfortable they were <laughs> c-o-m-f-o-r-b-l-e <laughs> comfortable <Yes. laughs> and it's so it's precious just, it's a perfect ending it really is and and just you just kind of love everything about the show everything about you know angelica who's the big tough person being the one that gets the most scared is great and just the idea of them all kind of just talking themselves into sleep in the story they're like oh there's this big comfy bed here and just i just love it i love the show so much casey like it is it is so hard to be in a bad mood and watch rugrats at the same time yep also ashley thank you for doing the research that i was too lazy to do 
Ashley found the Twitter poll from October 20th, 2017. Oh, which it, SpongeBob movie do you prefer? And the original got 93% of the vote. vote. So uh, I don't know where I got my numbers from or what I was thinking. Yeah, I was going to say, I just, I just want to make sure we keep track of, you know, when, when you guys get it right. And this was one where you did. So <laughs> I remember what it was. It was Rotten Tomatoes. It had a higher percent. Oh, that is totally plausible. Okay. But I feel better now knowing that our listeners know what's right. Yep, 100%. But yeah, anyway, back to the episode. You're <laughs> right. It's a delightful, perfect button ending. And it's this one, I'd put it up there with the uh, home movies episode where the babies draw their own home movies. It's so creative. It's anything where the kids are being creative is a great episode. Yeah, they're, they're creative. They're, you know, again, they're, they're like actual kids. There's all these parallels you could draw, but they're... They're the best of little kids and their creativity and it's it's so sweet and it's them you know helping Chucky out with his with his you know uh fears and everything and it's I just love everything about this it put me in such a good mood talking about it now is putting me in such a good mood so yeah as always if you need to pick me up just throw on some regrets guys you can't go wrong yep Tommy is a ghost if that doesn't make you smile you got to get your life figured out <laughs> Uh, any anything else that we're missing? Any any other great moments? Usually these these ones are pretty easy to talk about. Basically, the babies are doing something amazing and cute, and I love it. That's like Rugrats in a <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell, and no parents in the episode except for maybe the very beginning. Yeah, you know that's relatively rare, and I think it kind of works in this case to just have them by themselves telling their story and just working on their own. Yeah. Um, I think that was the right choice. Totally. Well, I think that's all for uh, for this discussion. All right. Shall we move on to our conclusion? Let's do it. All right, everyone. Our Twitter poll for this week is, which is the scariest monster from All Real Monsters? Is it Ickis, Oblina, or Crumb? If you think it's a different one, go ahead and tweet at us. But uh, yeah, I haven't just made up my mind on this one yet. Yeah, they're, they're all kind of creepy in different ways. Um, so I think it's a tough call. I think even just by raw looks, it's not necessarily an easy choice. But, you know, I'm I'm curious how this one how this one pans out. So I'm interested to see that, guys. Um, next week, we will continue on our Avatar The Last Airbender watch, moving on to episode nine. So that's always always an exciting part of my week is when we're, we're moving on back to Avatar. Absolutely excited to get back into that check out our social media on twitter facebook youtube and apple podcasts we got all of our updates for you there and with that thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next week